Welcome to the Morning Quiet Time Podcast. I am your host, Mackenzie, and I'm so thrilled that you have decided to listen to this podcast that is dedicated to slow mornings, intentional living, and romanticizing your life. So thank you for joining me, and I hope you grab a cup of coffee or a warm cup of tea and enjoy the pod. Hello again, friends, and thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Morning Quiet Time podcast. I am very much looking forward to chatting with you about what it means to live without a spirit of fear and how you can use your morning quiet time in this time alone with God that you've carved out of your day to set yourself up for success with that um, and to prepare your hearts for living beyond a spirit of fear. And this is actually something that has been on my mind for a while now. About two months ago, I wrote out some notes about this, and I immediately wanted to record an episode of this pod, but I felt the Holy Spirit really urging me to pause and reflect for a while um, and kind of see how it played out more in my own life. And I'm really glad that I listened (laughs) to that calling because Of course, uh, my notes and my thoughts have changed a little bit, and I've been able to see it play out in my life even more right now. Um, We all go through seasons of fear or worry or anxiety, um, and I think each one is a little bit different, and I think the more you grow in your walk with Christ, the better you deal with those seasons, or at least that should be in my opinion, one of the goals. Um, Before we get into it, I just wanted to remind you, if you could please join me over on Instagram. Uh, My handle is at morningquiettime, and there I share a lot of scriptures for meditation, um, examples of prayer prompts for you to start your day, and it's just a really good place for us to connect. So I look forward to seeing you there over on the Instagram, at morningquiettime. All right, so let's get into it. Fear is something that is so intricately a part of our lives here as Americans. It is so deeply woven into our culture, Um, whether that's intentional or not, who knows, but it's just, it really is something that we interact with on a daily basis. Fear mongering is a big part of the American media culture. It's a big part of what we see, um, whether it's like literally reading the news um, in a hard copy or online, listening to podcasts, watching the news, um, or, you know, even listening to your colleagues talk um, at the lunch table. You know, people talk about things that they're nervous about or worried about or scared about. It's just kind of part of who we are. Um, There are, of course, these macro fears, these large-scale things that are going on. We have, obviously, um, most apparent is COVID-19 is still around and kicking, and that is a big fear for a lot of people. Um, We have world events that are happening, natural disasters. You might have community-based events that are happening or Uh, Maybe it's politically based. There are so many different fears that are happening globally. 
um, in large scale in the world. We also have, of course, these micro fears. So things that are affecting us personally as individuals, people in our family, our spouses, our children. Um, maybe it's our extended family. Maybe it's our friends, our church community. Um, but these could be emotional fears physical fears, so something health-related. It could be financial. Here in the States, a lot of people are having financial struggles with um, inflation and housing costs, and things are just, in gas prices, things are just skyrocketing. Um, so there's financial concerns, there's spiritual concerns, relational concerns, so how you're um, relating to your children, your spouse. Um, there's just so many different fears on the micro level as well. And because we have all of these fears and because there are things that we are exposed to so much and that we frequently talk about so much, um, it can be something that causes us to live with a spirit of fear, a place where you're coming from your heart and your mind from a fearful position. And as Christians, this is not what we are called to do. And if we take, I just want to take a quick sidestep here and talk about something that I've recently done. Um, I'm sure most of you have heard of the keto diet. Um, let me start by saying I did not do the keto diet. I don't think I could ever do that. <laughs> I'm not disciplined enough. But um, the idea behind the keto diet is that you remove one thing and you feast on something else. So you're removing, um, I think it's carbohydrates, and you're feasting on proteins and fats. While I was recently reading a book, um, and I can link this in the show notes, but in it, she talked about doing a spiritual keto. So removing something from your life, essentially a fast, but not necessarily a true fast, but in replacing it and feasting on something else. So what I did for the past two months, it kind of coincided, interestingly enough, with my pause and review of these notes and really thinking about living beyond a spirit of, fe of fear that I initially wrote about two months ago. So I removed from my life all secular music. And I decided to feast on spiritual-based music, um, which was a huge adjustment <laughs> because I love listening to music. I listen to music all the time, listen to music while I'm cooking, while I'm working out, while I'm driving, sometimes while I'm working, depending on, you know, what task I'm doing. And so I consume a lot of music. And so making that shift from things that I really enjoy to things that I didn't know at all was very difficult. The reason why I'm saying this is at the same time that I started doing that very intentionally, I, an unintentional, unintentional consequence of that was I started removing from myself podcast that I was consuming. This was not intentional. I did not intentionally say I'm going to stop listening to all of these secular podcasts, but this was a byproduct of the other spiritual keto that I was doing. I started removing these secular podcasts and listening to podcasts that were much more spiritually based. And recently, just recently, I've started looking back at these podcasts that I had removed and looking at their titles. And the titles of the episodes were so based in fear and so based in anger that it's very clear to me that in listening to those, those were planting seeds in my heart, whether or not they were there in the first place or not, who knows? It doesn't matter if they were there then it kind of watered them to grow a little bit more. If they were not there, then it planted the original seed. 
Um, so all to say that in taking away and really focusing and being intentional in one area of my life about um, my spiritual health it impacted other areas of my life. And I was, I'm now able to see how that area of my life, the podcast and the media that I was consuming was something that could play into having unhealthy, unspiritual, I guess you would say, thoughts in my mind. So with that being said, I want to talk a little bit about how we can use our morning quiet time to intentionally set ourselves up to kind of guard our hearts and prepare our minds, or maybe it's prepare our hearts and guard our minds. I don't know. Um, But to be ready to not be living in the spirit of fear, to be ready to take on these inevitable adversities that are going to come our way and let them come to us and let us interact with them however we see fit or however is appropriate, but not be living in this state of emotional, spiritual, and sometimes physical fear, right? Fear can have a physical impact on our bodies as well. So, As we've talked about in the first episode of the podcast, there's three components to my morning quiet time. Yours might be a little bit different, but the first one is spending that time alone with God, specifically in scripture reading. The second one is making a breakfast. And the third one is journaling. So let's talk a little bit about how during those three key parts, you can um, take some time to intentionally prepare yourself um, with regard to living without a spirit of fear. So um, scripture reading, as I've talked about before, I think it's really important to read scripture in context. Um, that being said, I'm going to throw a couple of verses out at you without reading the whole context. <laughs> so Second um, Timothy 1.7 says, For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. What a great thing um, to describe the way that God has made us and the way that God has made us when the Holy Spirit is living inside of us as people who are not timid, who are not afraid, as people who have power and as people who have love and self-discipline. I don't know about you guys, but for me, self-discipline can be the most challenging of the ones that are listed right there. But if we look at that verse in context, we can see that he is talking about patience in persecution. So not necessarily the individual small minor things that are coming up against us on a day-to-day basis, but um, when we are out there spreading the gospel and we're being persecuted for us, for it. Um, God does not make us, the spirit that God gives us is not one that gives us fear and timidity, but it gives us power, love, and self-discipline. I think that while that is talking about spreading the gospel and that is talking about persecution, I think it applies to all areas of our life because our, our whole life should be a witness and a testimony to God's goodness and God's glory. So you want to make sure, and I want to make sure that I'm living with this power, love, and self-discipline that the Holy Spirit has blessed me with. Another verse, um, Matthew 10, 31, so don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. I know that this verse comes up a lot. I think about this a lot actually during my morning walks, uh, my morning prayer walks when I'm thinking about, the. I mean, literally the birds, I'm thinking about the trees and just like how God knows every single thing, the amount of leaves on this tree. If God knows the amount of leaves on this tree, 
what do I have to be afraid and worried about? Because is my life, and I don't mean this in a selfish, braggadocious way, but is my life not much more important than the life of this tree, right? When God made creation, it was good. When God made humans, it was very good. We were the pinnacle of his creation. So we can rest assured that because of that, God has such deep love and care for us that we don't need to be afraid. If we look at the context of this verse, Jesus is saying that we should fear God alone, and that is where our fear should lie. And that's a healthy fear of God, right? A healthy fear of his power and of his love and of his justice, of his holiness, of his righteousness. Um, And so when we're out there preaching the gospel, once again, we have to be prepared for being thrown in some ways, to the wolves. There will be wolves that are out there. Um, There will be people out there persecuting us. And so we have to be prepared for that. Um, And during these times of persecution, in that same chapter, Jesus says, but when they hand you over, do not worry about how to respond or what to say. In the hour you will be given what to say. For it will not be you speaking, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. So here we see that we don't have to fear for the future. This is, of course, talking about persecution, but we don't have to fear for the future um, because God will be with us no matter what. The Spirit of God, if we are saved and baptized believers, the Spirit of God lives within us um, and will be there alongside us every step of the way. Further along in that verse, it says that for for there is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed and nothing hidden that will not be made known. My mom used to always say to me growing up that your your sin will find you out, Um, (laughs) that anything that is evil or sinful um, will be made public eventually. Um, And I think that this really goes to, in, in my, in my mind, this goes to these macro fears where we see these huge injustices happening in our world. And Jesus reminds us that there is nothing that is concealed that will not be disclosed and nothing that is hidden that will not be made known. And that he, in the end, that God is going to right all of the wrongs and he will be the ultimate justice. I mean, this is true too of individual offenses that happen against us, individual injustices as well, not just things happening on the macro scale. But, um, the church that I attend, Harvest Bible Chapel, just recently did a really excellent sermon on this where he and I'll link this in the show notes as well, but where he is discussing how um, if we are fearful of a hypothetical future, then we see that hypothetical future in an atheistic view, which is, I thought, such a really interesting way to phrase it because essentially he's saying that by being afraid of the future, that means that we are afraid that God won't provide for us and we are afraid that God's not going to pull through. Um, But we need not be afraid. We know that God is going to provide and we know that God is going to be there for us. So those are just two scriptures, um, but I encourage you to take these two, take some more scriptures, um, look up some on your own um, and read them in context and spend some time doing that in the morning as part of your morning quiet time. Now breakfast, you might be thinking, how do you prepare breakfast in 
in relation to living without a spirit of fear. And here's what I would say to that. Spend some time in the moment while you are cooking your breakfast or, you know, putting it together, even if it's just cereal, just being really intentional and attending to what you are doing. Now, we should always be living with this kingdom focused mindset and this future mindset, but I think it's really good at times to focus on what is right in front of us and to remind ourselves that God has provided for us in this moment, right? And God has provided for our needs and our provisions. And so that's something that I like to do when I am eating breakfast is just being thankful and, um, giving a blessing for the food. Um, and just talking to God, quietly about that, um, or out loud, it's it's up to you. Um, and just reminding yourself that you can be thankful for the provisions that God has given you. Um, and that that meal time can be a good reminder, um, that your heart can be filled with power, love and self-discipline and not a spirit of fear. Now, the third component, of course, for the morning quiet time is the journaling. So I just have a couple of prompts for you that you could consider writing about. Um, The first one is, what anxieties do I need to talk to Jesus about? And with relation to that, is there anything that I might need to confess with regard to how I'm dealing with fear? Um, that you could do a little bit of journaling about. So maybe this fear has really been eating up your mind space um, in a way that is really not beneficial and is really not um, evident of how your time should be spent, right? Even your mental your mental space is so important. And it's so important to, re- to focus our minds on the thing of the Lord, to meditate on the word um, and on God's laws and who he calls us to be. And if our mind and our hearts are consumed with fear or consumed with rumination and thinking about things over and over and over and over again, and what if, what if, what if, that's not who God has called us to be. That's not how he designed us to live our lives. So is there anything that you might need to confess to God with regard to how you're dealing with fear? And what are the anxieties that you're dealing with right now that you need to talk to Jesus about? Another thing you might want to journal and put in your journal is what scriptures can you find that speak against these fears? So these could be very specific. So if they're health-related, relational, financial, there's tons of scriptures in the Bible that would speak against worrying in these areas. Can you meditate and reflect on these or memorize these? I have not been someone who has done a lot of scripture memorization in the past, but it's something that I'm working on right now. I'm actually working on memorizing Proverbs 31 right now. And it's just so powerful to be able to, to recall scripture and God calls us to meditate on scripture. Um, And in doing that, this really prepares your mind for when those times arise. And lastly, for journaling, literally to just invite God into those moments of fear with you throughout the day. Um, You know, one thing that I like to do is ask God to um, prick my heart throughout the day and that I listen to that (laughs) pricking. I'm inviting God to encourage me to listen because it's so easy to feel God in a moment and then kind of move on, I have found. And so if I 
invite God into those moments and invite him to be there with me and to help me to to really listen, I find that to be really helpful. So the goal here is to not never be afraid. I mean, that's not really practical. And you know what? In all honesty, God created our bodies in a way that we experience fear. We have a nervous system. He created us with a nervous system that protects us, right? It's okay to have moments of fear. Living with the spirit of fear, living with overwhelming worry and anxiety, however, that is not who God has called us to be. So being intentional with those moments, being intentional with the moments that you have in your morning quiet time to prepare yourself to help you um, encounter those situations is really important help myself to encounter those situations of fear and worry and anxiety is really helpful and beneficial to set yourself up for success in that area. So I encourage you to do some of the exercises that I talked about um, just a couple of moments ago. You know, whether or not you're actively living in this state of mind, if you are living in this state of mind, this is a really good thing to do. Um, to kind of snap yourself out of it and have God help you snap yourself out of it because he will do it. He can do it. Um, He is the peace that surpasses all understanding. So you just got to invite him to be a part of that. If you're not living in this state of fear, that's wonderful, but there might be things that are coming, that are coming down the pipeline for you in the future, hopefully far in the future, hopefully never at all. But, um, that doing this sort of exercise will kind of be like a this a spiritual piggy bank, I guess. Um, I think about it in feast and famine. So you might be right now in a, in a time in your life where you're feasting on all of the goodness and all of the glory, and it's so easy to see how God is working in your life. But at some point, you might be feeling the famine, um, and you might end up encountering these fearful, worrisome moments. And so doing exercises like this can help you kind of store up for those times. It's important to store up um, for the times of famine that are going to be coming in our lives, in my opinion. So thank you so much. I hope that this was really helpful. Um, Once again, join me over on Morning Quiet Time on Instagram, and we can talk a little bit more about what it means to, you know, take our morning quiet time routine and be very intentional, not just with the activities, the spiritual activities that we're doing, but the content and the theme of what we're doing in this case, living without a spirit of fear. Have a great day. And I'll see you next time.